So hello and welcome to your weekly roundup of all the latest news and general ramblings about what we've been driving and doing from the team at electrifying.com. So this week we're going to be discussing Volkswagen admitting that they got a few things wrong, uh, BMW's design team going a bit bonkers, Chinese cars, yes more of them, and how I think I might have found the perfect car. Welcome to the Kilowatt Half Hour. I'm Ginny and I'm joined this week by Nicola. Hello, Nick. Hello. Hello. And I've got Tom. We've got Tom. I do one for a couple of weeks. Tom, hello. Hello. It's been busy, hasn't it? Goodness me. I think the last time we did this podcast, Nicola, you and I were saying, oh, it's been August. Yes. Not as many things. Goodness me, the last two weeks has made up for it. Yes. Big time, yeah. And Thomas specifically has been bit. Well, Tom, you went over to Munich, didn't you? For well, yeah, what's well, filled but... up everybody's feed on car pictures and stuff. Yeah, yeah well, both Ginny and I were in, were in Munich, yeah. And it was it's kind of the, the the ghost of the old Frankfurt Motor Show, which used to be a, a horrible show because it was you had to walk miles. You got like forty thousand steps in a day if you went to Frankfurt. And this is small, and and it is meant to be like the return of the motor show. I'm not quite so sure we're there yet because it was a bit weird, wasn't it, Ginny? It was more like a trade show than an, than actually a motor show aimed at people coming to look at lovely shiny new cars. So what do you mean? The, the, well, there were launched the what the, because basically it was only either um, German car makers that were in there. Or lots and lots of Chinese brands with some of the most ridiculous names of cars you'll ever hear, which we will come on to a bit later. But the German brands also, away from the show, had these other areas that you had to like get on public transport to go to. So in the show itself, there were just lots of like little microcars and scooters and lots of um, battery technology going on and some really interesting things. But it's certainly not the definition of a, of a motor show the way that you would imagine it. Is that a good sum up of it, Tom? Yeah, so for example, Tesla were there. They had the new Model 3, but their stand was literally a few inches bigger than the car. And next door was the <laughs> Invest in Canada stand, which was twice the size. So you go yeah. to a motor show and you don't expect that to be the way. You expect lots of nice, shiny cars to look at. But instead, there were grommets and investment companies. It was it was weird. There were some good cars, um, actually, that we saw over that weekend and over the last few days. Is there anything, Nicola, that's, that sort of really caught your eye? I know you weren't out there with us, but I know you were keeping abreast of what's happening. And you were saying your feed was was going a bit nuts with lots of stuff and lots of people having comments on things. Yeah, that... OK. So yeah. my feed was mostly full of the new BMW, which I'm trying to figure out how to pronounce it, which me and Tom were discussing earlier. I reckon, is it the BMW Neuer class? Neuer? I think it is. I mean, it's a, it's a few years since I've done German at school, but uh, I believe it's Neuer class, which means new class. And it's um, it's basically the new 3 Series, and it's going to be the shape of all BMWs going from now on. Uh, and I think it's really pretty. I mean, I had a good poke around it, and the BMW designers were quite surprised that they were actually having people saying nice things about the look of their cars. Is it really, really going to be the new... BMW 3 Series in the shape of all their cars? Because I know the, the concepts, the, the design studies, but generally things are so watered down. You know, did they give you any ideas about what features will carry through to production cars? Because it's, 
I don't know. It's, it's a car that's massively divided opinion, actually, amongst people that I've spoken to. I went to look at it and had a, a look round, and I just I think it looks really, really nice from certain angles. I think its side profile is lovely, but it's it's quite bold, isn't it? Is it? Are they really going to go as bold as that, Tom? Yeah, well, if you think about the, the new 7 Series or the i7, I mean, that's properly bold, or some of the SUVs with those huge grills on. And I think this is bold, but it's good looking. It's not something that people are going to shy away from like they do with the current range. I think it's really like the detailing on it is beautiful. So the grill, instead of having that kind of enormous great thing like they've got on the, the i7 now, mm-hmm. it goes across the full width of the car, but it's still like a squished BMW grill. And then they put the headlights inside those two kind of kidney shapes it's really clever and they've got this kind of hologram effect where you know if you look in a mirror you have two mirrors next to each other and it looks like it's going to infinity they use that effect in the light so it looks really deep like a tunnel it's really nice i mean it it sounds lovely but are we actually going to see that lovely hologram effect on production yeah yeah yeah, we are yeah 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 yeah. yeah. it's gonna happen along with lots of other clever things so they say that it's 30% more efficient and 30% lighter and they've done clever things with computers to take lots of wiring out of it that makes it all faster and more efficient. So it yeah. is really clever and they're they're dead keen on letting us know all about it. I mean, one, one of the things we do know about BMW, we do this, uh, the Green Hero Award, don't we, Electrifying, where we award companies that are doing a lot of work in their supply chain and thinking about sustainability. And they are really trying to think a lot, aren't they, about the materials they used. Um, circularity, which is the, the industry term for basically re- loads of recycled stuff in their cars. Um, so I think they are they are doing some really interesting stuff in that way. I, I'm Yeah, I, I went to look at it and just and thought it was really interesting. But as you walk around the show, you bump into like other journalists and people that you know, and people either went, have you seen the new BMW? It's great. Or they said, have you seen the new BMW? It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, it's very I think, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. with the, the last few cars that we've seen from BMW, you spoke to people and they all thought it was awful. So if half of the people are saying it's nice, that's got to be better for BMW. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, you've got a point. Yeah. <laughs> But like you said, so we had news as well on the three series, on um, three series, gosh, um, the, the Model 3, on the Model 3, didn't we? That's, yes. that's There's been some interesting reactions to the updates on that, hasn't there? So again, my feed is now full of it. I mean, I love it when this happens, when there's like a big dramatic announcement and then that's it. My whole feed on all of my social media just gets full up of people going, wow, what do you think about this? So it's the indicator stalks you're talking about, right? Yeah. So there's there's no indicator stalks. Instead, they're buttons on the steering wheel, which I've now watched probably about 50 videos of people trying to show how they're supposed to be used. And then all of the comments are just going, just, it's not, it wasn't broken. You don't have to fix it. Just give me <laughs> indicator stalks. It's not that difficult. Putting them on the steering wheel is just ridiculous. People are t- going to tend to forget to use them. What was the problem with them in the first place? It does seem, I mean, I'm all for paired back interiors and talking about paired back interiors, we can talk about the Fisker pair. Did you like to see what I did there with my That was nice. nice. Um, (laughs) That does have a paired back interior and and I saw that out in in Munich. I'm all for those paired back interiors, but I do think, I do, I I think maybe we're just all a bit kind of old or or old at heart in your case, Nick, because we all like a few physical buttons. Don't yes. we in cars as well? And I just don't know if that is a step too far. We've got um, the new Model 3 coming in quite soon, I think, haven't we, Tom? So we'll review that mm-hmm. and we can 
we can make the decision on whether we yeah, think we'll it's have to get our hands on that yeah 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 I, I think the problem is that if you're if you're using the steering wheel coming out of a parking space for example and the steering wheel's over there and you're doing that looking in the mirror you know there's a stalk there to indicate and if that it's over there and you're not quite sure and you're not going to be able to that's going to be straight the other thing about tesla is that for flashing for the main beam so you want to put your main beam on the automatic main beam on teslas is pretty awful it's one of the it's not the most reliable of ones when you're driving around and if you're flashing somebody or you're, you're dazzling them so that not being on the stalk as well worries me so i don't know maybe it's a very expensive thing or maybe it's just a a novelty that they want to get rid of it. Get rid of everything, every switch except on the touchscreen for now. So let's head back to Munich. Um, um, anything else out there, Tom, that caught your eye? Any other news that really sort of leapt out the show for you? Because there was a lot happening on. We saw the new um, Scenic that's gone electric. There was that Dark Rebel, the car from Cobra. Oh, that looks which nice. Yeah, pretty so... cool, actually. Yes. Really cool. That's a bit of me. Yeah, that. it does. I, I, I'm not sure that's going to get made, though. Is it? I mean, it looked like the Batmobile, but uh, it's certainly an interesting idea. Uh, and Cooper is an interesting brand. I think what was interesting about that car is that obviously Cooper is now, we had the news, is going to lead the way within the uh, the Seat Cooper battle. So the Seat brand is now going to take a complete back step. It might make some, you know, electric three wheelers for some markets somewhere in the world, but it won't really be making mainstream electric cars going down the line. That's going to be Cooper. And I thought it was really interesting what they did with this car. Do you know that it was kind of a crowdsourced car? So in their in their press release, Nicola, they said uh, it was designed by some Barcelona footballers. Well, yeah. So they basically did this kind of crowdsourcing video thing where you people could vote and choose what you wanted on the car, what colours, how you wanted it to be, and they were all they managed to enlist some celebrities, including some Barcelona footballers who how they quite found time to design the latest Cooper whilst they were winning you know the uh, the Spanish league for the twenty seventh time. I'm not really sure, but hats off to them. But it, I reckon that with electric, we're going to get a bit more of this kind of video gamey crowdsourcing. What does everybody think? So they and that was it. The whole a lot of the car was from sort of crowdsourcing. Have I got that right, Tom? Have I described? Yeah. That in the so, right so you know how yeah. you can go on. I mean, but perhaps you ladies don't do the same thing as me, where you go on and you configure a car on the manufacturer's configuration. Oh, yeah, so I go on. Those, yeah. yeah, I go on the Range <laughs> Rover one and just you know all all of that. So they had something similar for for this car. And um, you could choose the colours. And then they've taken the most popular of those colours and specs and made that into the concept car. That, I, re I really respect that. Including apparently these ones by the footballers. They're, lis <laughs> they're listening to their audience there, which is what a lot of brands don't tend to do. So that's really nice that they've taken what's popular. They've actually listened to the people that could potentially end up buying this car should they make it and put it into production properly. And they know what the people want now. So they're going to, going to give the people what they want. Most brands should be doing that. I think that's a really good idea. So you can imagine some of the brands kind of like like, like um, uh, having rivals going on and saying, right, let's, let's really screw it up for them and having pink paint with green interior or something <laughs> that's true <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um do, i mean just talking about um about sound about sort of that crowdsourcing thing reminded me that when i went to look at the uh hyundai ionic n so the um the the five the um yeah the five n the, the real kind of yeah 
the, 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 the performance version of that car. They were talking about sounds, which I think we'll might come on to that again a bit later on. But one of the things they've done is they they were saying they've got all these different sounds as you get a lot with you know with sporty cars now. You know everything from a fake gearbox to you know that will you know give you the sound of you know you know moving through the range. But they were saying to me that actually um, they envisaged down the line that you could get um, gamers voting for sounds that they really like, which could be available to download for you to have in your car. So I think this whole kind of idea, I think we're really only at, at the beginning of it. And another car out there that has fake sounds that I saw in Munich was the, the GTI concept. Oh, I right. got that car. That made me happy. Have you seen it? Okay. Nikki? I've what I've only you? seen I've only seen pictures. I'm still yet to see because you've done a video, haven't you? That's gone up on our channel. Yeah, I have a. We've got a first look video of it, a first walk around video of it. Um, oh my goodness, God, it made me so happy. Mainly because it, the GTI, the original GTI, was the car that made me really fall in love with cars because my my dad had one. So we always had VWs when I was growing up. All kinds of weird things like a VW Trekker. I don't even know if you'll know that, Tom, with your with your detailed historical knowledge is, is of cars. The, you know the Trekker? Is that the Kubel? Is that the Kubelwag and the uh, sort of squared off convertible yeah, yeah. thing that was a military vehicle? Yeah, yeah, we had a yellow one of those, and then I learned to drive in a Beetle. But we had a couple of GTIs, and I just thought they were they were so cool. And also mm. around that time, the advertising was incredibly cool for VW as well. It was all about like female empowerment and the Golf had Paula Hamilton, you know throwing away all these things, her coat and her jewels, but keeping the keys to her to her VW Golf. So I was really excited to see this. And I've got to say, it, it lived up to my expectations. They've done a really, really nice job with this car. And if you've seen that video or seen pictures of it, um, it's production ready. It's it's very close. They've, they've designed it in only four months as well. They turned it around really quickly. Wow. I know. But it didn't have an inside. Just I was going to say, that's where I get worried with the VW. You know how I feel about VWs. I love them. They look beautiful. But the interior of all the latest VWs just infuriate me so much. So well, you're like, I'm going to remain hopeful. You'll like this, Nick. It's got physical buttons in this concept. Has it so, now? Yeah, For how long? <laughs> well, no, they, they, they asked, I had a, we, I had a we, we both chatted to some VW execs, didn't we, Tom? And I had a really interesting mm. conversation with somebody very senior at Volkswagen who who said they will not put a car to market again with the uh, level of um, of uh, issues that they, they have with the VW ID3. So I think they know that that car was a bit rushed through and there were some problems with it. Um, and, you know, they're, they're sort of really trying to think now about making sure they do get things right and listening much more to their customers, which we've seen in the cars just looking a bit more VW-ish. Yeah. OK. Well, I'll believe it when I see it. OK. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it, lo it looks great. It, um, it's got some really interesting stuff happening with it. You can, um, again, as you'd expect, download lots of different sounds. You can basically choose your era of GTI that you would like to have played into the the cabin while you're driving how cool oh, is I that? like that that's nice good, isn't it really good yeah what did you think of it Tom uh, well I found the original ID2 concept a little dull um, and I yeah. think that came across in a couple of the reviews and they've done a really nice job of uh, making it a bit sexier with the GTI and it is really nicely thought through there's some some bits that hark back to the Mark 1 GTI which is a car I, I love too so they've done a nice job but i quite like to see the interior the sketches look great so it's got this uh, yeah. you, on the screen you can choose 
retro dashboards. So you can have a dashboard that looks like your Mark 1 GTI or Mark 2, and you can have exhaust notes that match that those cars as well. So it's got some really nice, clever features. There's now so many like possibilities that. with with EVs, aren't there? Like like with with the new Mini, for example, with mm. the, the the new circular screen, you can now ch- you can choose like a retro look to go on your screen, and it's like there's a, a lot of companies are now quite happy to hark back to the original days of when their cars were known as classics and all that kind of thing to make all of the all of the well all of the non-electric car drivers that love a classic to keep them happy and to gently move them over to electric, I think is a really nice way of doing that. The, the other thing you can do with that mini screen, I don't know if you saw it, but th- this screen is a, it's like dinner plate sized OLED screen. So very high quality um, central right in the, in the middle of the dashboard. And you can't just have these retro things or a modern one or whatever you like. You can download your own picture to be the big, like like you do on your phone, to be the big picture in the centre of the screen. So you get into the car, you turn it on, there's a picture of your dog or your kids or a nice sunset that you've taken. It's like, oh, I, I think I'd feel obliged to have my children on there where actually I'd really like <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing it See, tomorrow, this... actually, because I'm, um, I'm going to Goodwood Revival tomorrow with Minnie. Ah. So I'm going to go and have a good, good look, proper look around it, because I got to drive it when it was still in camouflage and everything was all kind of covered over. And I've obviously seen the pictures and the videos since they've done the big announcement. So I'm actually going to get to see it in person tomorrow at Goodwood. So I'm really excited. The the other clever thing to look out for on that, Nicola, is that they've, because uh, wood and leather are no longer, and chrome are no longer kind of um, environmentally responsible. So we've all moved over to veganism. They've used a lot of different materials. So they've got a cloth on the doors. And they said that, we traditionally think that this kind of um, uh, plastic material that looks like leather is what everybody wants. But actually they say, well, you don't want that. We don't want leather anymore. We want different materials. So they've done a really nice job of of getting these fabrics in there. And it feels so much better because it's obviously it's a £30,000 car, that Mini. Mm. But you don't want it to feel cheap like it does in a current ID3. So they've done a really nice job of getting the materials to make it feel better quality and still look interesting. To have a poke. They they do they really do good interiors, don't they, Mini and BMW? I think I just think they do. I really like them. They they they've got it just down. Really have the, the interior. I know on the uh, the new BMW i five, I found was really impressive. It's like you know like something you'd expect from a seven series, really. Um, so thinking about thirty thousand pound cars, um, would you rather have a Mini, the new Mini, or would you have a Fisker pair? which potentially has six seats and could be the perfect car for you. Should we all just get our ridiculous fruity puns out of the way now? Because, Tom, you started this game. It was all you. Uh, oh, I'm pummed out, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used them all that. Everyone told me off. <laughs> Who told you off? Yeah, everyone told me off. It's like, stop that now. Give us a few. Give us a few fruity puns about the pair. What did you say? Well, I mean, there was kind of um, uh, there was something about core. Was it? Does it make you go core? Um, does it make you go core? And then there were things about Apple. I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we should have a conference about the pair. Uh, uh, it, it's it's it developed released. by Williams. That's, uh, <laughs> it's. Do you think it's a fruity little number? Oh, that's nice. That I like. That was a t- yeah. That was a t- <laughs> 
But it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because it's so. I mean, this is so. We know that Fisker have got some some challenges at the moment with production and finance, and I really do genuinely hope they they overcome that because I think they're they're producing some fantastic looking cars. Um, so I think the ocean is great. We we haven't driven it yet. We'll be doing that really soon. Um, but it's it's a fantastic car. Um, and actually, I was really impressed when I saw the pair. It's pretty basic inside. I think they're, they're going down that route of a really pared back into I'll stop now. I'll stop with those puns. Uh, just a very, it, it reminded me a bit of the Citronoli inside, Tom. I don't know what you think, because it had quite mm. a lot of that recycled plastics, um, you know, just, it, 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 it was very simple. It's very basic. There were no sort of buttons that you could, you could, you know, bang and switch and, and thing. Mm. It, it, what am I trying to say here? I'm trying to say that they've thought about making the interior hard to damage because they think that this car could be used for ride sharing and things as well. Um, but I think it looks nice and it's got some really clever features in it. It's got a Houdini boot, Nicola Hume. What on earth does that mean? Houdini boot. It's a, there's a great video out there of um, uh, the, the the car's designer and the owner of the company, Henrik Fisker, kind of going, ta-da, and the boot basically just collapses down. So instead of having a boot lid that raises up, so in a tight car park space, you get kind of banged in the head and you, you know, you're trying to squeeze things in the boot. The the, the rear glass and the um sort of the base of the boot lid just drops down, sort of almost do, I don't do, know. Do you like, remember this is a bit geeky. Do you remember the BMW Z1 sports car from the Oh 1990s? god, I do. Yes. And that had doors that the, the window went like that and then it went into the sill. This is like that. Actually, I bet Henrik Fisker was there when that was I bet, made. I bet he was. She says, googling frantically. Henrik. Oh my Fisker. god, do it! Google it. Has he just recycled an idea from the past? I think he just nicked a bit from the past. He was there, wasn't he? Okay. Oh yes, he did do it. Oh, his, so oh he was there. He was there. Did he oh, know? Yes, he said, right. I'm looking at pictures of the boot now. I understand it now. Yeah, so the boot, but it's it's very clever. Unfortunately, because um, this was a very, very early production car that literally, I mean, things didn't work on it. It, it did have an interior, unlike the GTI concept, but, I mean, it was very sort of, you know, rough and ready. And I think when we, I'll be going out to um, LA a bit later this year for the auto show, and they were saying they're going to show like a next generation of the interior at that one. Um, but they, they they couldn't show me the boot, but I think it's a really clever idea. And the other nice idea was the the front seats. So they're, they're, they're like bench seats like you get in a, in a van. So you've got three across the back, three across the front, and the, the double side of the front seat folds forward. So you could sort of sit in the car at the back, you could, you know, watch a movie if you're out on a family day out or camping or something, and it's got that rotating screen. Um, what else was good on it? You made some good puns, I think, about the boot. Uh, about the front. Oh, it's got a fruit. Oh, That's it. The fruit. It's, oh, oh, it's a fruit. Yeah, it's a front boot, which front isn't boot. like a, a, if if you see a front on a, a Tesla, it's a you know the bonnet goes up and there's a space underneath. This is like a, a drawer, so almost like your, your bedside table. You know, there's a, a drawer that pulls out of the front, and huh. there it is. There's this space, um, which is quite clever in itself. But you can have it insulated, and the idea is that you can buy your takeaway and put it in there or your smelly uh, trainers from being at the gym and keep them in there and you don't get the smells in the cabin. So it's going to be a perfect pizza delivery car. 
Um, and having a nice wipe clean drawer seems like a very sensible thing. It's going to be quite an expensive piece of delivery car, but I agree it would be very, very handy. It's um, just whether you would be proud to drive around in a car called a pair, really. You know, what do you drive? I drive a pair. Oh, do you? Well, That's so, <laughs> so sexy. Yes, <laughs> what a pair. Is, it, is your pair a peach? Um, But the other thing that's interesting about it is who's building it, because it's being built in partnership with Foxconn, who build uh, loads of these things, iPhones. So um, I think that's quite an interesting move as well. And I spoke to them about about this quite a while ago, actually, when they sort of very first launched the company. And I think their plans for this were to make it eventually much more sort of adaptable so people can order it in different configurations. So my thought is that this is probably the start of quite a few different variants of pair because they were saying that it could be like a little low loader, for example, or it could be, you know, have extra space in the back. Effectively, all the rear seats come out. So you've got something that's great for delivery vehicles. So I think it'll be quite interesting to see what they do with that. And the other thing they had there, which is great, is the Alaska, which I had a really quick look at. I couldn't film a video of that, but that's their new um, sort of big American truck that's based on the on the Fisker Ocean and it's um a, you know a twin cab truck uh, with a big load area and it's got that Houdini thing at the back so the rear windscreen on the on the, tr- the flatbed drops down into the truck to give you more load space if you want to get longer things in so again I do think they're giving uh, what I love about Fisker is they do some clever things in their cars and he's a creative designer and they're doing something interesting I just hope they last I hope that they they continue I really do so we've kind of not even scratched the surface with Munich, but anything else going on? Any new stories that have caught anyone's eye? Um, I think that the Chinese brands at Munich, if we can stay on that for a second, it's just astonishing oh, yeah. okay. because, because Germany is such a massive market for electric cars, uh, the biggest in Europe in terms of numbers. Lots of them are going in there, just trying it out a bit. So you'd walk around Munich and there'd be, you know, the ones we know about, BYD, for example, and NG. But then these other ones that you'd, you'd never heard of, like uh, Ceres, which is, a, a they've got a full range of SUVs there. And you think, well, what's this? Including a right-hand drive one. And you ask them, when's it coming to the UK? And they just kind of look at their <laughs> shoes. But it's astonishing. Is there room for all these? I don't know. I mean, and some of them have got funny names. There was one, a Fawthing Friday. A what? Uh, and it's a Fawthing Friday. Fawthing Friday. Fawthing Friday. And you think, well, uh, is that going to work? Another, there, there was an electric motorbike, but I can only assume the name was chosen by AI or something because it was called the Black Tea Bonfire. Lovely looking oh, bike. Oh, yeah, just, that sounds good. Who, who's going to oh. buy a vehicle called the Bonfire? It's, I would. <laughs> I totally would. <laughs> <laughs> I should need a bike license first, and I'll get one. <laughs> and I think before we uh, we wrap up the half hour, because we are we are fast approaching. I think we do need to talk about um, Chinese brands that have had a rethink on names, because uh, the the news was that I went off to drive the BYD Seal uh, last week, and I went I looked at it. I was like, it's a really nice looking car actually, and I was like, something's different. Has it had a haircut? You know, what's, what's, what, what's it, it kind of has? What's it still been doing? It's the build your dreams, which I think we loathed, didn't we? All of us did not. Yes. 
podcast yeah. because we're cynical you know it's actually really lovely build your dreams what a nice kind of message really to be thinking and to be sharing with the world and the mm-hmm. cynical lot that we are we're like we're just oh, British we're, we're just, just British anyway cars in Europe and the UK are not going to get it because we're just too cynical I think that's um, the best idea and again that is just another brand listening to their customers that's all that is and I think brands that listen are absolutely on to a winner they've heard that a lot of people have gone build your dreams have a laugh i'll just have byd thank you very much and they've gone oh oh well let's just do that then they've just they've listened to what the people want yeah. and i think getting rid of that it will make a massive difference especially in the uk because the uk well us brits are very much build your dreams build house you know they're not really and they'll probably save themselves a fiver on every badge as well, won't yeah. they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you it's think you if you opt to have with have it without? Maybe. <laughs> I think it's a really good point you make there, though, Nick. And I think what I found really interesting was that they were just really quite humble about it. Mm. It was no big deal. Yeah. Some they like it, some markets like it. We didn't. Fine. They, they listen. And they actually said, you know, we've listened, listened to our customers, listened to journalists. Can you imagine BMW or Mercedes doing that or Volkswagen? Exactly. Exactly. They just wouldn't do it, would they? We've been moaning about touchy, slidey things going on inside VWs for such a long time. And have they listened? No, they haven't. But BYD have listened. And I think that's a really positive thing for their brand. Actually, I'm driving the the Dolphin next week uh, for the first UK drive because I went over to Madrid to go and drive it first time. But it was... um, it was stuck on like factory settings or something so we didn't get to feel the full power and get the full proper experience so i'm going next week uh to the wonderful countryside in oxfordshire to go and drive the byd dolphin in the uk i'm very much looking forward to it yeah and we, we've got a bit of a byd week ahead because just coincidentally we've actually got just a video that we wanted to make which was looking at um you know the old guard and the new guard in a way so we've got byd and we've got um the byd dolphin and we've got the vw id3 and we're just looking at them both and comparing them aren't they because mm-hmm. it's such an interesting story you know when you consider that actually they sell they sold last year twice the number of electric cars that that volkswagen did and again in those conversations that i had with senior execs um it was actually that sort of head of uh, you know engineering and product development and he was saying byd for them is the brand that they're concerned about it's the brand they're watching it's the brand they think are doing it right so yeah so that video is going out on sunday and we've got a pair video be be prepared and make sure you're subscribing to the channel (laughs) i think it might actually be live but i just wanted to say that <laughs> and what are you doing next week, Tom? And what is the busiest week in the world for us? Because with such yeah, a lot going on next week, it, it is crazy next week. Now I'm going to go and drive the Kona, which I think you've driven with some very light disguise on it, haven't you, Nicola? And you gave it ten out of ten. So I'm going to be, yeah, I'm going to have my notepad out. Excellent car, yeah, yeah. I do that like it. Brilliant. Kona and, I, anyways, and I'm so off you. to, I'm off to look at a new Peugeot the e3008 so there's a lot going on so we will reconvene at the end of next week lovely for another okay. episode of the kilowatt half hour which is just over the kilowatt half hour today but there's been a lot to talk about so thank you for joining us everybody don't forget to subscribe to the channel and switch those notifications on because we have some perfect videos coming your way <laughs> bye <laughs>
Bye. <laughs>